And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pace the Nation. Broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Clarendon. Back again, episode 45. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Because I tell you, I'm not really having a great day. Oh, man. I got my first ever ticket. Ticket? In Virginia. Wow, that is really tough. It's really tough for Docs because it's his car. Yeah, it's his car. And we can we can say whatever we want about Docs because he's not in studio. Uh, we all actually just have you and I, and, and Luigi is also in studio here, if you can hear him. But uh, a ticket, man. And we'll, Docs, hopefully we'll get him to call in here in a little bit. Uh, so he's it'll be a nice surprise for him when yeah, he listens to the show show and, and, and learns that his car has a ticket uh explain how that happened well docs had lent me his car this week and yep. he suggested that i take luigi to the Sherlington dog park because he doesn't often get to go there i wish i was there when you were there that would have been a great surprise it, it would have been um but i'd never been there before right. and i parked in a in a spot that i thought look like a parking a legal spot, spot but apparently it was a loading zone oh so it's just a parking ticket it's a parking ticket oh, but it's still on. it's still a ticket i don't that's get parking a, tickets that's not a ticket yeah you don't even need to tell him about that like can we let, let's just edit well, let's have uh docs edit this out so he doesn't hear it i guess if he ed- edits it out yeah that doesn't really make sense but <laughs> Uh, Did okay. you think that I was like doing? 80 oh, I thought and, you were like, doing eighty and and doing some sort of uh, you know high speed action on sixty six joyriding in the car because you don't really drive that frequently. I figured maybe you were uh, using it to uh, fulfill your need for speed. But I did watch Top Gun this past weekend. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's a topic every week. Well, that's a real letdown. To me, I'm sure the listeners, especially the uh, Russo family, is relieved that it's only a parking ticket. But for me, I was hoping for a more juicy story. I think that's pretty juicy. I was pretty mad. Yeah. I don't get parking tickets. I've lived in D.C. for 11 years, and I I've know. never had a that's parking impressive. ticket in D.C. Yeah, how, how loading zone ticket. Let me guess. That's probably they're going to bang you for about 40 bucks for that. Higher. 50. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. All right. Well, they're going to bang docs for fifty bucks. They're not going to know that it was your uh, <laughs> that was your your ticket. But yeah, that that is tricky over there. Did you actually get to experience the uh, the, the Sherlington Dog Park? Yeah, and I hope Luigi enjoyed it because we're never going back. <laughs> yeah, it was an expensive trip. Way more expensive. Well, not way more expensive, but more expensive than my uh, than my dog washing. Uh, I did see the dog washing yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, we're going to keep that uh, great business unnamed, but. Uh, that's that's too bad. I, I know exactly where you're talking about, and it can be a little confusing, so I don't blame you. But uh, you're probably not going to be able to go to Arlington County and get fifty dollars, uh, the fifty dollar ticket uh, removed. So, well, I, I would, I, I guess you're just going to have to bite the bullet and pay it. But oh well, um, when this podcast makes it big, you'll have plenty of money to cover that. I'm sure. And then I can just park. Docs his car wherever I want right, and not exactly. worry about tickets. <laughs> Big show to get to today here, Joanna, despite the fact that Docs is out of town. Again, like I said, hopefully we hear from him uh, later on in the program. Uh, we're going to hear from Mike Parks additionally today. He is a local runner with an inspiring story 
Mike's run a number of marathons, and I'm not sure exactly how many, but uh, he, Mike used to be a pretty big guy, uh, and, and he's lost a ton of weight through marathoning, uh, through you know changing his diet, and he's going to tell us his story and how he got there. And He runs fairly fast uh, marathons, also runs with the 14th Street uh, Fun Run Group, so it'll be fun to sit down and talk to Mike. He's also a listener of the program, which is is, is huge uh, Excellent. For, for me as well. Uh, also, I ran a half marathon. I want to talk about that. I, I know you're going to run a half marathon this weekend, mm-hmm. so we're going to talk about that as well. The Rock and Roll Half Marathon is happening Saturday. Well, it will have happened. It will have happened, right. Happens happened Saturday, March 12th, and I'm sure you've had, you've had a great race uh, by the time folks are listening to this. Uh, I had a tri- trip to Florida, and I ran a half marathon down there. I'll talk about that. We also have the In the News portion of the program, the Tweets of the Week. Some good tweets out there this week. Uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, I got a text message from one of the host's dads this week that I want to uh, dive into. So uh, you, you, I'll just leave it at a tease. I don't know if it was your dad well, or we'll Doc's find out. dad, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out as uh, I get to that later on. The Clarendon Construction is is happening uh, and in full swing, so we'll give you an update on that. And finally, we're going to talk about our show giveaway, the stickers. And the size of the stickers, hopefully. And the, and the size of the stickers. It's been a, it's been a uh, conversation on, on Twitter uh, about the sticker size. Uh, I, th- I think there was some, some conversation that said it was too small. Yeah, we won. Didn't we win an Oscar for yeah, the smallest, smallest sticker? <laughs> I think that there was some conversation that the sticker was the right size, too. Uh, so... I got tired of taking heat because I ordered the first batch of stickers. So I'm bringing you, Joanna, a number of examples of what this sticker could be. Sticker Mule is the company that I've used for stickers for the store for a while here. They do a lot of different shapes and sizes and textures, and they could do a lot of different things. Are uh, we going to get a textured sticker? Well, you know, you can feel that eager one, and it's got uh, a little bit different texture on it. It's too big. Um, yeah, it's a little bit longer than the Bloodshot Asbury Park sticker, which we also have in studio, too. Um, we're going to take a picture of all these stickers, and we're going to tweet it out at Pace the Nation. And, uh, you know, Joanna's going to be the final kind of decision maker on what sticker and what sticker size we're going to get but uh, i like this power yeah well you know what i don't want to have the power because every time (laughs) i have the power i feel like i get i just get heat on this show so well with great power comes great responsibility it does and and stickers for this program is uh is is very important a very important decision so i've given you about eight stickers again we're going to take a picture and tweet it out at pace the nation uh, you can give Joanna some thoughts on exactly what size. Now, there are different things. You know, we've got uh, something that's as eager, one that's a sticker mule. Uh, we have the Bloodshot Asbury Park sticker. We've got a Google Chrome size, uh, something that says Stripe. There's some sort of animated character. I don't know what kind of cat character that is or fox character this one well this is like a little cat in an octopus costume is what it looks like uh we could do something like that uh the twitter logo Mm -hmm. uh that's that's another option and then there's just a sad cloud that says there is no cloud it's just someone else's computer 
there's that and then there's and then a grumpy cat no grumpy cat that says no so all right you're going to make the final decision but we are going to tweet out a picture this week and uh try to try to crowdsource it a little bit and see what uh what the audience thinks so it's going to be on them so if they're disappointed in our giveaway the stickers you it's know, their own fault i've given them a chance to contribute uh, funny, funny that we we talk about. I, I mentioned crowdsourcing. I, I actually went back. I don't know why. I guess I was traveling and listened to show number one. Wow! Why did you do ago. that to yourself? Yeah, I, you know what? It was not as bad as I had thought. Okay. I guess it was some serious heavy editing uh, from Docs because it was only forty five minutes, and I remember us being in there sweating in this studio for the first time for more than 45 minutes probably like an hour 45 minutes it was a long time but you know there were snacks there were snacks at that time uh you know before we had the official snack sponsor there were uh you know the the snacks from trader joe's that nothing like the folks uh, that ace or the the snacks that the folks from asics gave us but there were snacks so we could stay an hour and 45 but listened and we crowdsourced the name of the program out and uh, came up with Pace the Nation. Mike Katz came up with that. And Mike Katz came up with that. And uh, we talked about the Boston Marathon. And it reminded me that you've gone to the Boston Marathon and run the 5K pretty much every year. That they've had it. That they've mm-hmm. had it. So this will be year number eight. At year number eight. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so I s- assume you're going to be headed there. Yeah, I think we've talked about that on the show because I'll be headed there too. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is that I can't believe... As we almost come to Boston Marathon time. That it's been a year? It's been almost a year. <laughs> so it makes sense because we're kind of at episode 45. And how not, many? Not kind of. We are at episode 45. And so how many? So many 52, epi- okay. 52 we- weeks in a year. So we are. Almost there. Almost there to a year. Yeah. So it kind of made me think like a year anniversary. Are we going to do anything special? Like what do we do? Like, what is it that we do a year anniversary? I mean, is there a president with other podcasts when they do for their year? I don't know. I I haven't heard of a podcast celebration idea that really stood out to me. I mean, we could do another happy hour, but I think we should probably do something bigger and better for our April get together. Or maybe a birthday party. Maybe something additional. Yeah, like a birthday party or something like that. We could go to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) We could do that. We we could absolutely do that. And, uh, Who's it, Chuck E. Cheese? It's that big rat. Is that? Is yeah. There, yeah. I think that's, is it a cat? I think it's a mouse. Mouse. Yeah. yeah. And we could interact with the mouse and play some. Uh, what kind of game is it that you throw that uh, ski ball? Ski ball. Play ski some ball. Ski ball. Is, that's for, like for a tickets. new. Yeah, yeah, that's a New Jersey game. So that's not a bad idea. Uh, and we'll take some other. Uh, we'll take other suggestions at at Pace the Nation. You can tweet us in that Pace the Nation too. So I can't believe we've made it a year. I was listening to the show. I was thinking, well, we haven't made it well, yet. Yeah, yeah, Don't exactly. get ahead of yourself. Exactly. So uh, that was uh, on my way home from Florida. I went down to Florida this week to see uh, Julie's parents who were down there. And they were in Key Largo, which is pretty close to uh, Miami. And I get there on Saturday and I realize that uh, the Miami Half Marathon is on Sunday. So you decided to just So I run decided it. to jump in and and so I signed up for it on the way on the the plane the, the flight over just when I was at DCA signed up online and you know it's actually a lifetime fitness event and you know the New Jersey Marathon that we just acquired was a lifetime fitness event so mm-hmm. I figured you know what this would be a good way to 
go out and see what they're doing, uh, Lifetime's doing, and how they run their events, and also I'll be able to get a half marathon in. So I decided I'm in, I'm all in, I'm going to do it, uh, not even thinking about what the logistics were at all, mm-hmm. you know, so not even asking, you know, what her parents hadn't planned for us or anything like that. So I signed well, up cause for Well, because the race should obviously come first. Yeah, should, yeah, in my mind, <laughs> but I don't know, Julie didn't feel necessarily like that, but her parents were super understanding and, and were like really cool about it, but... So I sign up for the race and then I get the confirmation email immediately, really smooth process of signing up. And it says the race is at 6.15 a.m. A.m. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Luigi just made a sound of surprise there. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he agrees. That was kind of the way I felt, too. 6.15. So we, we were in Key Largo, which is about an hour and 15 minutes away from Miami. In Key Largo, you have to go over bridges. You got right? over bridges, and it, fortunately, it's not like way deep mm-hmm. to you know Key West. But I was still all in for it. Go go to uh, Key Largo, have dinner with her parents, and you know have to have a couple few Miller Lights with her dad. Really enjoyed that, but uh, had to wake up early. Can I ask a question? Was yeah. Mister Cully always a Miller Light drinker? No, no, or... no, 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 no. He 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 looks down on me for me drinking Miller Lite. Oh, so he wasn't drinking. No, 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 no. He drinks like good, uh, German beer. He's actually got a, uh, he's actually got a kegerator at his house. So he makes his own beer. He doesn't make it, but he, he, he's got a kegerator that he has specific beer brought in and, um, you know, it's on tap anytime there. So that really is disappointing for him. Oh, definitely disappointing. Almost disowned me. I mean, I was, 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 you know, not an option because of that. But so I drank Miller Lite. He drank some good beer. And um, I set my alarm for 3.50 the next morning after going to bed, probably around 11 or so. Uh, 3.50 the next morning. Uh, wake up. You know, you don't really sleep that well. Well, how how much sleep would you get um, if yeah, this normally, was like before, before a normal race? Yeah, that you no, didn't I'd, sign up for at the last I'd minute. I'd probably go to bed at 10 get up at you know probably five or six so i mean I'd okay get, i'd get a good you know seven eight hours for sure um but you know for this this i, I don't wake up i'm not one to wake up early and eat i, I don't know i don't necessarily recommend what i do is you know what everybody should do but i have a banana and a bagel and i'm pretty much good to go but uh so i woke up at 350 and um just got in the car and you know, I'm not the best with directions, <laughs> shockingly enough. Uh, but, 45 uh, episodes in, I think yeah, people know yeah, this. Yeah, people realize that. But uh was able to, to get my way to Miami Beach where the marathon started. And, you know, you get there. I got there probably about 530, okay. you know, but there's still, you know, 45 minutes before the race starts. You got to pack a pickup. I wanted to go to the bathroom, you know, change all this stuff. No parking. First of all, there's zero parking on the road, and I was grasping for a, a parking spot, uh, of course. Did you find a good loading zone to park in? No, I didn't. I think the ticket might have been more than 50 bucks <laughs> had I found that loading zone. But uh, finally find a parking garage that's close enough by, or at least where the GPS says is close enough by. And there are people who are rolling home from the bars you know, at this time at 5 30 on a saturday night move more moving into sunday morning wow and uh they are rolling into the bars and and 
I saw one guy sleeping in his car, probably sleeping sleeping uh, the, the night of drinking off. I saw people going into the uh, the parking garage, getting in their car at 5.30 in the morning uh, from whatever they're doing in, in Miami or hanging out and partying in Miami. Drinking Miller Lights. Drinking Miller Lights. Uh, and so finally fi- find myself a parking spot. And, you know, it was $30 to park. Okay. For the, yeah. I mean, so it's basically your $50 loading zone ticket. Maybe I should have put it in loading zone and chanced it. So $30 for that. And then I race off to the start of the race. And I, I was, wasn't was sure if I should bring my phone or not because I didn't want to run with my phone the entire way. I've done that many mm-hmm. times, but didn't really want to run with the phone. Uh, didn't have any, like, you know, stuff that I wanted to pack a bag or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go run the race. So decided to leave my phone in the car and then just chance it that I'd be able to find the car again. Oh, this sounds already like it's going downhill. Yeah, well, it actually turns out okay, but um, I go to the start, and the line is to get the bib. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to these bib lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I usually would either pick up my pack of the day before or cut the line mm-hmm. to go to Pacers race. Um, but you, you were like a commoner at this race. Yeah, I was a commoner. So I'm in line, and, you know, these – there's most of the people there are just, you know, doing it to, to, to do, to, to finish the race and mm-hmm. which is, which is awesome. I wanted to see if I could run as hard as I could. So I ended up going into the wrong line, then into another line and waited in line. And then basically, uh, got to the, got, got my, uh, number about, I don't know, 15 minutes before the race started. So get my number at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. So there goes my warm up and just, race into some hotel that's close by because the lines for the Porta Johns are forever mm-hmm. race in the hotel. Fortunately, they let me use the bathroom race in and out and, uh, go to the jump, the fence for the starting line and then, uh, run the race. So it actually didn't end up being that bad. Mm-hmm. It could have been a lot worse. Um, I, I did remember that I was on 10th and Collins. And the only reason why I remember that is because RG three, the Redskins old quarterback, uh, his name, number is 10. Okay. And then Todd Collins was also a quarterback on the Redskins years before. So 10th and Collins. And that's how yeah. everyone remembers Nervous, where they left yeah, their car. Left their car. So I did end up finding the car, ran the race. Uh, and it was, a, it was actually a really cool experience. Lifetime did a, did a great job. Uh, they had a really cool timing system where when you, the Chrono track timing, when you finished the immediate results to your phone, text message results. Uh, they also had pictures right to uh with, right after the race pretty much right after the race wow. 20, 24 hours i think was was what they said would be when it when it would happen but i actually got them earlier than that so um we're actually switching over to the chrono track system here soon so mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to take advantage of those at those pacers events but uh yeah and then in a video of of me finishing as well and a pretty cool experience overall uh i was disappointed that i didn't see any like True Miami, like I was, I was hoping for like Don Johnson. Do you know who Don Johnson is? Miami Vice. No, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Before your time, let me think. Uh, Gloria Stefan is okay. that my? Does yeah. she run half marathon? No, but she's a Miami like figure. I okay. think Will Smith. So you were hoping to see like a Miami some, some celebrity, luminary, okay. some Miami luminary. But well, didn't, let's call them a celebrity. I don't yeah, know. That's, you All just right. word luminary. All right. I don't even know what luminary means. So. Uh, it sounded like the right word, 
But uh, no, it was uh, just uh, um, you know just the regular, uh, just the regular, regular people. Scene. Yeah. So. So how did the, so were you pleased with your results? Yeah, I was. It was. I was happy. You know, considering I didn't sleep very much, and it wasn't a very competitive field or anything like that. But I, yeah, I ended up in seventh place, so that was pretty cool. Um, I'm going to be 40 in a month, so I would have. I don't know if I should actually say that on the program, but. I would have been the first master if I was if it was a month later, but uh, well, in a month, then you can yeah. you can be the first. I'll claim time. that, yeah. Prize. So, anyways, good time. Uh, got a little warm, but uh, you know, I, I I really enjoy that distance and looking forward to this weekend and seeing how you do uh, in your uh, half marathon or how I've done or how you've done. <laughs> yeah, are you feeling good about it? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. Um, I had so many good workouts going into this race. Um, you've had some great workouts. Yeah. And I was feeling indestructible. Like best workouts you've ever had oh, definitely. in your running career. Yeah. Oh, uh, completely. Yeah. Um, and then this week I feel, um, terrible. Every run has been awful. So I don't know if this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that I didn't already run my race in a workout and that when I get to the starting line, I'm going to feel better. But as of right now, I don't feel great. Well, we've talked about that before, like using up your race in a workout weeks before. I'm sure you haven't done that, but that can be a thing. Uh, but I, I also would say uh, how you feel during the week isn't necessarily an indication of how you'll actually do in the race. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's feeling like Joanna is this week before the rock and roll half or rock and roll marathon, it, it's, it's, it, it's totally random. Sometimes it's, it, it it matters, but a lot of times, in my experience, it just has nothing to do with how you'll feel race day. Well, we'll find out. Well, we will find out. So we'll we'll save that for next week's show. Yeah, hopefully this recap is more positive than yeah. Richmond. Yes, yes, and uh, I know some folks enjoyed that that recap uh, from Richmond. We actually got a tweet recently about uh, your your Richmond recap. Uh, it won tweet of the week. It won tweet of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, it'll be a more positive recap this time. And you won't be considering quitting running. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll sure you'll do great. So, good luck to you. Good luck to all the uh, rock and roll half marathon and marathon participants this week uh, here at the DC Rock and Roll Half and Full Marathon. All right, now that uh, we've gotten that out of the way, and I've talked a lot, and you've listened to me, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to welcome in Mike Parks. Local runner, inspirational runner, who's also a podcast listener. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by our next guest. He's a local runner with an inspiring story, Joanna. It's Mike Parks. Mike, what's up, man? Good afternoon. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for tr- making the trek over here to Arlington to the studio, kind of on the last minute. Of course, I always get our guests kind of last, last minute. Yeah, to... I actually, when you sent me the email, especially after this morning, thought that Mike Parks was maybe a business that would park your car for you, <laughs> oh, so you okay. didn't get parking tickets. No, and it is Mike Parks, right? That's correct. All right, it's yeah. not Michael; it's Mike Parks. No, I am a person. I am not yeah. a service <laughs> yeah. business, yeah. anything like that. So, I, well, I, to catch you up, I got a ticket today—a parking ticket. It's yeah. my first one. No, uh, he, he can't help you with that, even though. It's name is parks it's too bad misleading uh so funny thing it, i i got a buddy michael in my phone so i'm texting back and forth with mike and a different guy michael so i send michael 
the questions that I have for Mike with zero context. Did he answer so, them? So the guy was like, so my friend Michael was like, I wonder why he's asked me about me losing weight, running marathons. <laughs> and he was like, and, and, and then I realized that I actually sent it to the wrong Michael. And he said, good. I was trying to answer these questions, but totally confused. So Michael Fennell, that was not for you. Uh, thank you. Uh, sorry about that. But we did have a number of questions that we sent Mike. And I met Mike, uh, this Mike here, last a uh, couple weeks ago at uh, the last happy hour there. Where were we, where were we again? Giobolina. Giobolina. And I, I, I uh, just heard his inspiring story and said, man, we got to get you on the show. Uh, so, Mike, how long have you been a, a runner? I started running for eh, 10, 12 years ago, very briefly, but more dedicated and a regular runner for the past four or five years or so. Okay. And you, you said you grew up in the area and went to high school in Alexandria. Were you a, a runner in high school at all? or Not at all a runner in high school, not an athlete uh, uh -huh. at all. Played some tennis when I was uh, a kid, so I was a pretty good tennis player for a seven-year-old, but uh, <laughs> kind of stopped uh, right around there. And, and then you just uh, went to college at James Madison University and then kind of just got out of shape and overweight, right? Yeah. Well, all my life I've been uh, heavy from when I was a little kid. And I've had different periods where, um, you know, I was getting, you know, trying to get in shape or getting out of shape. Um, it's kind of just, you know, being up and down, um, you know, so that's been a, a cycle for me in the past. Yeah. So, so you did definitely get overweight and what was the worst point and what part of your life was that so i remember after i graduated from college at some point uh just you know had gotten really large and got on the scale one day and i saw the weight was 326 328 something like that wow and how um, tall are you i'm about 511 okay this guy's a he's a fit guy. We'll tweet out pictures here. Yeah, I would have never assumed that in, at any time in your life you would have ever been heavy. Yeah, that's Thanks. that's incredible. So about three twenty eight. Yeah, right around there. And then I do remember just feeling terrible about because three twenty eight is you know pretty much where any scale is going to top out. Uh, you're not you know they're not making a lot of scales for four hundred pounds you know or, or above. So that was at the the top of the scale. And then I remember, you know, feeling bad about that and eating more and going up a pant size <laughs> after so, that, after that. So I don't, I never have an actual accurate measurement of what my high weight was, right. but my high pant size was a 52. Wow. wow. So you can imagine if you're weighing 320 something and you're going up a pant size, you're probably putting on 25 pounds. It's not like you're a 33 inch waist and you know, eight pounds, 10 pounds, maybe, you know, the <laughs> pants are getting a little bit tighter. Right. At that point, you know, it's, uh, it's significant amount. So I'm guessing I was in the three fifties. Wow. And we had Josh Blanchard on the show, uh, earlier, you know, a few months ago, he had a great story as well, where he lost a lot of weight, you know, through running and healthy or lifestyle, but it was never to the point where he was in the mid threes. I mean, that's incredible. How do you even start when you're, you know, mid 300 pounds? Uh, as I said, there's been times where I've been trying, you know, tried to get uh, fit and lose weight in the past. And there was a lot of cycles where I had some things that worked for me. And the biggest thing that always worked for me was counting calories and being, you know, very fastidious mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. that. And that was something when I went through these cycles trying to lose weight that I would come back to. Um, and, and, and so that's 
you know, that's something I regularly do to, you know, to this day, the last four years since I've been a regular runner, I still, uh, you know, keep track of my calories. So I use the little, my fitness pal yep. on my phone and I, you know, I log my, my breakfast, my meals and, you know, sometimes my beverages. Right. <laughs> now, did, did you start, I mean, when, when were you able to start running? Obviously you probably had to lose some weight to even get out to run at all. Yeah, when I first started, there was a lot of walking. So obviously, you know, it's it's, it's just going to be block by block walking, and then, you know, as you go along, it's okay. Well, I can run a block and then walk a block or something like that. Or more likely, at the time, it probably progressed: run a block, walk five blocks, run a block, something <laughs> right. like that. Um, it just kind of built up uh, as I went along. Um, but you know, initially, wasn't even not even thinking about being running. Just I need to exercise, lose weight. So I'm counting my calories and I'm just getting out and exercising, walking, you know, just being in itself, you know, great exercise. And this is when you're in DC. Uh, I was in, uh, Delray, Alexandria. Okay. So I've been living in DC last couple of years, but I was living in Delray for a long, number of years before that. So, you know, we, we, we'll, uh, kind of go to the, the end of the story here. How much do you weigh now? Now I weigh a, check this uh this week at uh, 168 168 and that's just for some context i mean that's that's, in- that's incredible crazy, that yeah. is incredible and we'll back up to kind of how you got there uh but what really was it like did you have this moment where you said I- i'm not going to be able to you know live a long life if this keeps heading down this road it, i definitely felt very committed to uh, losing weight this time around and sticking with it because i've had these periods where it was up and down and then, you know, it, I've had, I'd say four or five times in my life where I've lost 50 pounds or more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and sometimes it was more than that. Uh, but when you put the weight back on, it's just that much losing weight is just very difficult, especially you know, the pounds probably that I've done. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you've lost it and then you put it back on, it's even harder to kind of try and do it again. So I, I was really, really had my mind made up that this time around, I just, I, I couldn't live my life like that anymore and I needed to do this and make it a, a permanent thing. Energy levels back then, um, was it was it really difficult to, you know, motivate yourself to start this program? How were your energy levels? Energy day to day, obviously, you know, much lower than they are yeah. now. You know, certainly going up steps, you know, it's it's steps were difficult. You know, now I can you know, steps are, are not a problem, obviously, you know, running uh, a lot. But you know, Getting around, you know, a lot more difficult. At what point were you like, all right, this is the point where I have, you know, made it past some threshold and I'm going to keep the weight off? I think that seeing progress is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as you're going along, it, it, when you, you're starting to lose weight, uh, or anyone knows this really, if you're trying to lose a few pounds, you look at the scale and for a while and the scale doesn't move. It's just mm-hmm. kind of, plot, it's not moving. And then it takes several weeks and you maybe you see a drop where... You actually get that. So I think once you, once I was seeing the scale drop, then that's, you know, gives you more encouragement to just keep it up. So you talked about also the other metrics was the calorie counting. So was that an important part? You know, the scale, a lot of people don't weigh themselves. Was the scale an important part for you and the metrics with the calories? Scales in part, uh, very important. And then nutrition, obviously just very related. So being conscious of the quality of food and not just the quantity because that, you know, that matters as well. So it was one block and then walking five blocks. When did you start really running? Like what weight did you get down to where you said, all right, I can go out for a real run at this point. I was, I was looking at this cause I've tracked my runs like, you know, many runners on Garmin and, and I was doing Nike before that. So when I started really uh, tracking my runs, I was using the old Nike 
Flossing. pod where you tied it onto your foot oh, and it yeah. did step tracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I had started with. And that, a lot of that, I uh, looked at my data and a lot of it was walking because my pace was 17, 18 minute, you know, wow. mile pace. Uh, and then I got back, I, I got recommitted to running with the cherry blossom race in 2012. Okay. When I had done some running in 2005, I did it for about a year and I ran a couple races. I did race for the cure. And then I did the army 10 miler, which was actually the other did the army 11.2 oh, miler. Right. Remember <laughs> right. that one. And then I'd signed up for cherry blossom in the spring and got out of shape and just blew it off and didn't do it. So it was important to me to, uh, do the, uh, cherry blossom race. So I'd signed up for it in 2012 and that's so I beginning winter of 2012. Once I got accepted, that's where I really was pushing up my train. I know at that point I was doing a lot of regular running. So races sound like they were an important part, another metric for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, races are great because you can see, you know, the fruits of your labor, you can see results, you can see change just like, uh, the scale or anything else. So when did you start running with the 14th street group? I moved into DuPont Circle roughly two years ago. So within a few months of moving in there, okay. uh, saw the Pacers store was very you know nearby and they had the fun runs. So I've been doing that for the last couple of years. Pretty regular over there. I love this as an advertisement for the, for the store fun <laughs> runs. So, I mean, you must have been not, at this point, if it was a couple of years ago, you're not the runner that you are now. I mean, were you intimidated by even doing a fun run? I, I was because until I started running with the Pacers group at 14th Street, um, then at, at, on P Street, I, I had done all my training by myself. So I had done my first couple marathons all training by myself, gotcha. all everything. So it was it was a new experience running with different people, and I just, I didn't it took me a while to understand. Like, what do you do? Do you right. just go run by yourself? But are you run with other people? You run with their pace. Do you talk to them? <laughs> do you not? Yeah. Right. So it, it took me a while to kind of get that worked out, but the. Uh, the reason I came back and, and kept going to 14th street initially is I met someone on my first fun run who I didn't know at the time actually graduated JMU with me okay. in the same class. <laughs> nice. And, uh, so it was like, okay, you know, cause we go to church key a lot there after the runs for, uh, for an adult beverage yeah. and, uh, chatting up there. And I was like, oh, okay. These you know, people are pretty cool. They like to have a beer afterwards and. So you felt like you were welcomed and you're part of the – look at us, you know, <laughs> bringing together runners. That's I, I love this. So uh, so you did you, – take us back to – you did the, the Cherry Blossom, the, the Army 11.3 miler. Uh, you did the, the, the 5K Race for the Cure. When did you decide, all right, I want to do a marathon? So when I did the Cherry Blossom in 2012, it was 10 miler, and then I was like, okay – uh, I did a 10 miler. I could do a half marathon. It was just kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, if I'm ever going to do one, I'm right there and it can happen. So I ended up doing the, uh, done, you know, most of my racing locally. I did the Alexandria running festival that year. That was which, the first marathon you did. That was a half marathon. Oh, half marathon. So that gotcha. was roughly two months after the cherry blossom. Right. So it was like, okay, three more miles. I can, I can do that. And that was actually, that was a rough race actually, because was it that was, the year it was really, really hot and humid? Yeah, it was 70 degrees at start and 80 when I finished. Yeah. So it was it was brutal. That's rough. Yeah. But you got through that. So you're thinking half marathon, halfway there. Um, I can't even believe you're considering this uh, marathon route. But at that point, did you say, I can do a marathon? It, it was kind of the same thought process as the half marathon. Okay, I did a half marathon. If I'm ever going to do a full marathon, now's the time. I mean, it's kind of not it wasn't necessarily a bucket list for me, but it was just it can happen. So I was like, okay, let me 
let me go ahead and pursue this. And the, the other motivating factor was kind of, it was in my head, but one of my friends had told me that she had signed up for the uh, half marathon in Philadelphia that fall. Mm-hmm. So it was like convenient that because I didn't run with people, other uh, runners at that point, someone I knew was doing another race. So it was like, okay, we'll go up with you. She's going to run the half. I'll run the full. So what kind of changes are you seeing in yourself, um, you know, from the 350 pound version of Mike to now I've just done a half marathon physically, you know, feeling much better mentally, feeling better, um, more energy, more ambition. I think just to do a lot of things. Did you see, I mean, were you like, wow, I've, you know, I've come a long way and this is amazing and look at me, or was it just like one step to the next step to the next step to the next step. And it was just kind of linear like that. Yeah. I I think kind of nothing, nothing comes kind of immediately. I think after more time goes on more months, um, and looking back on maybe an accomplishment of running the half or running the full felt a lot better and in, in feeling where I'd come, but you know, kind of along the way, it's just, it's day to day grind. Okay. I'm going to go for a run. I got to, you know, watch what I eat and that type of thing. But you know, certainly like, I think further down the road got more reflective about right. accomplishments and like getting under 200 pounds was a huge thing for me. Cause I hadn't been under 200 pounds since probably high school. Did you get under 200 pounds before your first marathon? I did. I yeah. got, I, so during that summer, when I did cherry blossom, I looked up cause I, I tracked my weight too. I was around 245 mm-hmm. at the cherry blossom. And that was early April. And That's then, 2012. Right. And then for the Philly marathon that fall, and that is in late November, mm-hmm. I was 195 roughly. Wow. wow. So, so that, like that summer was huge. Yeah. So wow. burned 50 pounds that summer. So what was your first marathon? It was Philadelphia. It was Philadelphia. That year, yep. That year, wow. Uh, so time that you ran in the half marathon, do you recall on that hot day? It was 2.30. 2.30, okay. So pretty solid time. How about the marathon? What did you run? I did 4.43. 4.43 for your first marathon. Yeah. So how did you feel in that first marathon? I felt pretty good. Um, it, the uh, I didn't really hit the wall late in the game. I kinda, I, 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 it was never a stumbling. I was able to power through it. and I, I pushed myself on my last couple uh, hard runs to like 22 mm-hmm. miles. So I, I think that did a lot for me. Tra- I think training was the beast for that one doing like, there were a couple like 15, 16 milers where I was, you know, hit the wall on training. But by the time race day, it, you know, f- overall felt pretty good. Were people, family, friends, coworkers surprised that, wow, Mike just ran fat. Mike just ran a full marathon. Were there any stories like that? Yeah. I mean, it, Definitely lots of well wishes and accom- uh, about you know my accomplishment and you know lots of people uh, you know tell me how impressed they are with what I've done. You kind of you say thank you, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. It, it's just amazing to me, uh, Joanna, that he's just kind of takes it all in stride and doesn't reflect on being literally two hundred pounds <laughs> more than he was, um, which which is incredible. So, how many marathons have you done up to date? I've done three so far. So I did Philly and then the following year I did Richmond. And this past year I did the DC rock and roll. So where you, you know, you ran 443 the first, first time out. Uh, did you want to get better times or were you just like, I, you know, I want to continue just to finish these. Uh, definitely wanted to become a better runner and get better times. So I did 443. My goal I think was 430 okay. for that race. So I was, you know, it was a little slower, but, for the first marathon, Solid. I was, yeah, yeah, very happy yeah. with that. So the next one, then I, 
uh, when I did Rich, I mean, it was really in my head at the whole four hour thing, right? The perennial mm-hmm. yeah. uh, benchmark that everyone is chasing that four hour marathon. And in, my, in Richmond Marathon, I ran slower. I was four fifty three, I think, for that one. And I was, I was probably one sixty something or one low one seventies. So I would lost even more weight. I was weight. I was a much better runner at that point, but I overtrained, and that mm-hmm. it really just by the time you just race had a eight, bad day. Yeah, by yeah. the time and my IT band flared up, it was yeah. it was miserable. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. So, but you weren't deterred. So you were t- ten minutes slower, and then you ran rock and roll DC. What year did you do that? That was this past year in two thousand fifteen. How did that go? I ran that in three forty four. Unbelievable. Nice. So three forty four. You basically. I wonder how many people out there have run, uh, who've been over three hundred pounds, who've run their highest weight. I mean, you got to be like. I mean, you got to be like a category among. Uh, to yourself i mean i can't it's probably a small list it's probably a small list because you probably were i mean you said you got a 328 as the only real weight that you knew or you remember even weighing yourself and punted the rest so um 344 i mean that that that's incredible at that point uh you must have reflected back and look wow i've come a long way yeah, that felt great. And my goal for that race was still the four-hour mark, which I, you know... Blew past. Blew past, yeah, right, yeah. handily. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that uh, I was, you know, that definitely felt amazing. That's awesome. You make it sound pretty easy, uh, but has it been a tough, tough ride and staying motivated throughout this whole thing? I'm sure there's been a ton of ups and downs. How's your motivation been? Um, I think at this point, this is just who I am, what mm-hmm. I do, how I do things. So it's, it's not necessarily a question of motivation. Um, it's just kind of having made those choices and then sticking with them. So it's all just very routine. Um, but I mean, there's certainly times where, you know, like anyone else where I will, you know, have a sleeve of something. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, Full sleeve of well, gr- when, Girl Scout cookies or whatever. Yeah. When, I hear you. when you started out, um, I mean, did you just have a goal just to be healthier or did you have a specific number in mind that you want to get down to like in your head where you're like, I want to get down to 170 or were you just like, I just want to start with health and then go from there? I think weight, the, the number was a big thing and I would be chasing previous targets. So I knew that I weighed okay. some other weight at another time. So it was mentally uh, you know, I, I could accept that I was that weight before and I can, I've lost, you know, I got down that weight that I can mm-hmm. repeat that accomplishment. What was the hardest thing to give up food wise? Or like, what's your big downfall? Um, I, well, this is, so this is terrible. When I, when I talk about like my guilty pleasures and what I eat and snack out is, yeah. you know, so at night, like I'll just get, uh, uh some ginger snaps mm-hmm. with peanut butter and fat free Greek yogurt. And to, to me, that's a weird combo. Might not be terrible though. Okay, yogurt, to, yogurt and peanut butter together doesn't sound like a good consistency uh, yeah, okay. to me. But but to me, it's things like I like. I don't go for the Oreos or like the processed foods right. or something yeah. like guys. I st- even my like snacks are pretty healthy. Yeah, know? yeah. So t- yeah, describe. And that's a good question. Like describe what you're eating before versus what you're eating now. Didn't really pay attention to as much before. I can t- I'll talk about now what I do now first. So I eat a lot of salads. Probably mm-hmm. half my meals in the week are salads. Uh, a lot of fruit. Uh, a lot of bananas, which everyone at 14th Street knows. I'm right. the big banana fan. I did a, a AOR, the American Odyssey Relay, last year, and I think I ate 
12, 14 bananas over that 30. Oh wow. Hours. That was my... That was my fuel. That's a bigger record than 344 running 344. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, but what b- before you would just pretty much eat processed food or whatever, sit down, and was there any moment where you're like, wow, I just plowed through a whole large pizza that you remember from the former life? Oh, many, many, many whole pizzas were <laughs> really? consumed yeah. uh, back in the day, yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, fast food was you know pretty regular. You can get, go to Subway and get the... Uh, steak and cheese right. with you know everything on it, you know the whole foot long, and just devour that with the big old Doritos and and all that. So, stuff. do you even crave that stuff anymore? I don't really. It's yeah. it's kind of kind of crazy once you once you kind of get it out of your system, you don't really have the flavor for it. I, uh, a friend was in town for a fortieth birthday back in January, and we went out to a steakhouse, and I had right. a steak, and I, I like steak, but I don't eat it. That often, yeah, maybe regularly. once a year, and I had it, and it was fine. And I thought, well, I I would have I rather really had miss, the salmon or right. something else. Yeah, and I think that's an incredible. I mean, that's just an incre- just incredible that people will not even understand because I'm the same way, and Joanna, I'm sure the same way. Like we don't crave when I see people going to McDonald's, or I mean, not that I'm like snooty about it, or like you know, I I, I don't have a problem with it, but I just don't crave it. Right. And, and and it's it's amazing that when you do get in a rhythm and start making those healthier choices, it becomes a lot easier. And that sounds like what it, what you've experienced. All right, so you've gotten down to three forty four, which obviously is is a fairly fast time. That is what per mile? That's about eight fifteen a mile somewhere. It's eight thirty something. Eight thirty something a mile. Um, yeah. What? How, how did you get down to that faster time? Uh, big thing was running with the Pacers group right. at, uh, on 14th Street because I hadn't run with other people before. Uh, I finally got to talking with people and, and figured all, that whole piece out. Mm-hmm. And then just nat- you just get that natural, instinctual, you know, pushing yourself and trying to run uh, faster with other people. And that was the uh, biggest, um, I think, factor in my you know my speed improvement. And and the, you participate also in the track workouts. Yeah, I do. I'm pretty regular doing. You know, the if I'm around and uh, not traveling or anything, doing you know three nights a week at the store: the Monday, the Tuesday, and the Thursdays. And the Thursdays would be in the the track workouts. And I not being uh, an athlete growing up, other than doing like the uh, you know wind sprints that you had to do in grade school, or whatever. But not, right. not knowing more than that, that was just painful, and you didn't want to do it. And not knowing the the benefits of things like that, the track workouts have been you know, immensely important as as well in developing you know getting faster and becoming a better runner. And you know they will do a variety of workouts where they do ladders and mile repeats or eight yep. hundreds or whatever. And, and this stuff I don't and didn't have it was in my vocabulary. You didn't I didn't understand know it. about yeah right. So but it's I mean, I, that's made a big a difference. Bit, absolutely. What what uh, kind of mileage are you running right now? Um, so I'm just, uh, tapering right now for my next marathon and my peak week was 53 okay. miles, something like that. Great. Uh, what, what's the next marathon? I'm doing the shamrock in Virginia beach Fantastic. on March 20th. So there's like a whole crew from 14th street that's nice. going down, right? That t- are you part of that group? I am part of that group. They have wow, like a couple of beach awesome. houses. All right, like I can't a- wait to hear the update from that. Hey, dude, you're going to have to let us know how that how that goes. Um, March 20th, Virginia Beach. So 
busy couple of weekends here for rock and roll this week. A lot of folks doing, and then Virginia Beach the following week. All right, Mike, I've got a few quick hitting questions here. Um, now, are you in a band? Not currently, but I am a musician. You have been in in a band in the past. Yes. What kind of music? Uh, the band was Chief Joseph, which I played with the guys for. We were together probably eight years or so, and we haven't been playing together last year. But it was, I always described it as uh, kind of Seattle meets uh, Funkadelic. Wow. It was uh, funky music, um, but like guitars and a lot of dirt on the guitars and leads. Grunge? Grunge funk, funk right. Yeah. All right. I, I, this is where we need docs. Do, docs. Where, where did the name come from? The name. Uh, came from our guitar player Chris because anyone that's been in a band knows the you know toughest part is coming up with that name. Yes. So you know you kind of or on a podcast, it's hard to come <laughs> up with the name of the podcast too. Thanks, Mike Katz. Uh, so you kind of throw out these names and you know inevitably with you know bands I've been in, you, you kind of pick the name that sucks the least, right? And that's <laughs> the one you go with. That's what we did for the show. No, I'm kidding. No. This was my, this was a great name. Uh, what 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 uh, instrument do you play? I play bass. Bass. Yeah. Okay. I play some guitar too, and uh, I, I try and play ukulele, a few other things, not well, but I, vocals. Not no, at all. No, <laughs> cannot do that. Uh, it's all, so, always in a quest for finding a singer. Our last uh, guest who was in a band uh, sang us. Uh, what song did Mike Smith sing us? Um, did he sing? You've got. You've yeah, lost you got that, that lost that loving feeling. feeling. Yeah. There are a lot of top, top Gun references. Yeah, on there are show. definitely. Uh, so you were in the, in the in the band. Um, you're a listener of the the program, right? Yes. Have you had a dog before in your life? I've not had a dog. Okay. I've dog sit for you've dog before. Sit. Yeah. Does do you dog sit for thirty six dollars per session, or <laughs> is that too much? Do you think? No, it's pro- I'm I'm sure uh, I'm sh- I'm sure he agrees with me that thirty six dollars is pretty heavy for well, a dog. Well, you didn't pack. let him answer. Well, I just want him to answer my the way I want to answer. Uh, did you hear the story about the dog bath? I did or, hear okay. that. Okay. Yeah. $36, pretty expensive for a dog bath. And I, I agree with the comment where, you know, it's cheaper than washing your car. Yeah. The inside of your car is true. <laughs> Good point. All right. I got a question for you. If, if you were to look at this book, I'm not showing you the title. Would you be able to tell me who that is on the, uh, without seeing the title That's of the book? Samuel Clemens. Okay. That's correct. So it seems is like it, maybe James Madison is a better college yeah, than UVA. That's what I've just learned. Uh, all right, it's true. Uh, were you there for? Uh, were you at JMU when when uh, the JMU football team made their run to the national title? No, that was after I graduated JMU in '99. Okay, so you weren't on that team because I was thinking you could have been an offensive <laughs> I was, lineman. I was not on no, the team. All right, no. that was one of my questions. All right. I have uh, a few questions. Yeah, go, go ahead, Joanna. Um, okay, so since you run with 14th Street, you must go to Church Key. I do. Yeah. So, what's your favorite beer at Church Key, or what are the what are the ones that you get excited about? Uh, well, Church Key being the great Church Key, always is rotating their drafts. But I get really excited about very hoppy IPAs. Okay, good. That's good. They ha- they had one Hefeweizen once that tasted like bananas, and it will forever have a place in my heart. Well, uh, same with well, Mike, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's I, yeah. true. If, if yeah. you ever track that one down, let yeah, me know. Yeah, let him know. Hey, the banana guy over here. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to ask one of the bartenders because they, they recommended yeah, it. They'll probably remember. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite route to run, either with 14th Street or just in D.C. in general? Uh, I really like the Capitol, Re- 
capital run we do on Monday nights. Just that's the that's a very classic DC run, going around the mall, looping around the either the Capitol or the uh, you know around the uh, Washington Monument up to the Jefferson or the, excuse me the the Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have kind of long hair. So has Frank Devar, the manager of the 14th Street Store, ever inspired you to wear a headband? I do wear headbands in the summer. Okay. But he probably doesn't wear the Devar headbands, I wouldn't think. Well, that's... He doesn't, Mike doesn't look like he would wear those pink, stringy headbands that Devar would wear. <laughs> I wear the thick Under yeah. Armour Yeah, okay. the thick, yeah. the regular, manly uh, headbands, not the ones that Frank would wear. Ooh, to get Frank. Um, yeah. And finally, what kind of shoes do you like to run in? Right now, well, I have been running in the Brooks Adrenaline for okay. the last several years, but um, I've been trying some different things. So I've uh, been also been wearing a pair of Mizuno's. Um, the Inspire? The Paradox. Inspire, I think. Right. Okay. They're, they're red. I think yeah. it's the Inspire. Docs would be able to help here, too, because they're the red shoes. He's a, he defines them by... Uh, color as well and when i started running i um i did go to pacers to get fitted back nice. at the alexandria store in 2012 11 wherever you know mm-hmm. around that and i was wearing the brooks beast um wow. you know for, right. for many years and yeah. then eventually as you lose weight it's like this the shoe is just too it's much a, shoe is it's a, a cinder block on yeah. your foot yeah it was i mean it was great for that yeah. weight you no need doubt. it yeah. Um, but then I moved up to the adrenaline too, and now I just kind of feel that feels a little more bulky to me. So I'm kind of thinking: is is a is there a lighter shoe that gives me enough support? Streamlining. That's awesome, man. All right. So you're running the Virginia Beach Marathon. Any predictions on how you'll do this next in, in two weeks from now? Yeah. My goal is to run in the 320s somewhere. 320s. Oh my god. Um, I my. Last that's incredible, year, dude. Wow. Uh, thanks. I mean, you haven't done it yet. So <laughs> right. let's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, this change in weather now is kind of like, yeah, well, uh, I know. I would much prefer running, you know, mid 30s yeah. um, mm-hmm. for a marathon, but now it's, what, 80 degrees here. Uh, yeah, today. it was crazy hot today. Yeah. Uh, so 320s. All right. We're going to keep track of, of that, and we're definitely going to check in with you after the race. Are you on Twitter or anything? I'm not, I have a Twitter account. I didn't use it anymore. Right. I am on, I joined Facebook. For the first time nice. last October. Look at that. All right. So you can find him on Facebook. He's got a, a Twitter account that he doesn't use, but maybe we'll hit the, hit him up on that after. Or you the, can uh, go to the 14th Street or Run. just go to the 14th Street Run. Look Bring for, bananas. Look for the right. guy eating bananas. Uh, awesome, Mike. Well, I, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, it, it is an inspiring story, man. And I think that if anybody you know is worried about getting into running or just, you know, running with people or uh, intimidated by it. I mean, your story is a great one. You can go to 14th Street and see him there and talk to Mike about it uh, because, you know, you've done it. And it is it is amazing what you've done uh, looking to do a 320 marathon this next next week. It's awesome, man. Thanks. All right. That's Mike Parks. This is Pace the Nation. We're going to be back right after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Mike Parks for joining us. Really cool story about uh, Mike. He um, is amazing, and I kept trying to get him to really brag about how amazing his accomplishment was. He wasn't going to do that. He's just totally humble. Yeah. If I had lost that much weight, 200 pounds? Man, well, maybe not quite 200, but pretty close to 200. I'd be letting everybody know, but... 
he's just you know really uh, he just was very understated and you know not not understated but he didn't you know wasn't very braggadocious and oh well well uh that was it was a it was a good interview and a real inspiring story can't wait to see how he does uh in a couple weeks there at the virginia beach uh full marathon with the rest of the uh 14th street crew all right let's get docs on the phone here let's dial him up all right, we got William Docs on the phone. Docs, what's up, man? How's it going? I, I'm down in Florida, and I couldn't be more pissed off about the uh, uh, the good weather you're experiencing. Up in I I know we're probably warmer here than it is down there, or at least I, the I, same temperature. I only spent money on a trip to come down here so that I could uh, post on social media how great <laughs> it is to be in good weather. <laughs> completely wasted completely wasted well well we missed you on the show man um i told a story and i was bracing myself as we opened the show i was bracing myself for the digs and the shots at my story and they just never came joanna was just way Mm -hmm. too positive Mm -hmm. i appreciate it i appreciate it joanna but i we we need docs for some reason i missed his (laughs) i missed it Weird. Just remember that the Superman next time you guys like get really angry at each other. That's true. What'd you say, Docs? Superman needs Lex Luthor. Yeah, I guess that's the case. All right, so you're down there on a family vacation. I know the audience has, has missed you on the show. I just wanted to make sure that everybody was clear that this wasn't you know, any sort of contract issues and you were actually going to continue Where? to be on the show. Where do we stand on that issue? <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure because... I didn't want the Twitter uh, world to go crazy about you. Uh, Twitter's a buzz by by a, by a big absence. Yeah, exactly. By you not being on the show. So I, I just wanted to uh, clear it up to make sure that everybody knew that it was just a, a simple family vacation and a scheduling conflict. Maybe maybe you should say something that's uh, newsworthy <laughs> uh, so that they know this wasn't pre-recorded. That's that's true. Uh Let's see here. Joanne is about to run her marathon or half marathon. Dewey uh, defeats Truman. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, he's not going to give me what I want to, to to let the audience know that he is not quitting the show. He he loves to keep it a little bit. Well, they'll just have li- to listen to forty six and yeah, find out find out whether he's back or not. All right, Docs. I know you're busy down there, man. Um, I'm sorry that uh, you missed uh, Mike Parks. He was he was good on the program, but uh, we look forward to you uh, being on the show next week, man. You're not going to ask how my running's going? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's why I had you on the show, too. Yeah, I, I just thought you had to go. <laughs> How's the running going thought, down there? I thought that was the only reason why you wanted to talk. <laughs> How's the running going there, dude? It's great down here. It's like so flat. You can see for miles and miles and miles. So... The, the pace is really good. Good. It's, it's very deceptive to make people think that uh, they're better than they are. You're more better shaped than you are. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... And, it, and it's going to ill-prepare me for, for a return back to the D.C. area. Well, that's great to hear that you've gotten some good runs. Everything healthy? You're running all right? Yeah. I'm running in the morning so that I can spend the rest of the day being on vacation. Nice. That's good. And it's, it's delightful. Maybe, maybe you'll get into a uh, morning rhythm. Morning routine. Joanna's finally rubbed off on you. Yeah. And also, um, my car has a Pearl Jam satellite radio, so that's pretty sweet. That is awesome. <laughs> and everything's coming up in the house on this trip. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll um, 
We'll see you next week in studio, back at Studio uh, 1A here in Clarendon. But uh, have a great rest of your trip. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks for checking in. I I appreciate the four minutes you guys gave me. All right. That's William Dock's course of parting shot on the way out. Uh, He is... Of course, still on the program. Uh, we just—I just wanted to ma- make sure everybody knew that he is still part of the program. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. All right, there. Docs goes. Glad we cleared it up that he's still on the show, and uh, there's no contract dispute. And uh, we'll see him back in studio uh, next week. All right. With that, Joanna, let's get into the tweets of the week. Um, before we start with the tweets, I did want to mention a text message that I got from my brother. Okay. Um, because you, you know, one of your goals for starting the podcast was to inspire runners. Yes. So you have inspired the person probably who hates running most in the world. Docs. I did inspire him. We just heard from him. I did inspire him. He's running down there. Um, oh no, not docs. No, I meant my brother. Oh, who is, brother Russo. Nice. Who, yeah. He said that because of the podcast, he has decided to take up running when the weather in Maine changes. Yes. Way to go. That is awesome. Great to hear. Michael, well done. So now I just have to get him in a 5K and then a 10K, then a half marathon, and then he'll be doing a marathon before we know it. Well, that's awesome. I would love to see him do half marathon, marathon, 5K, all that stuff. A marathon would be incredible. I'd really love to see him start running faster times than you. Now that would be awesome. Uh, we'll, we'll wait to see that happen. I, I'm glad you mentioned a text message. I, I teased earlier that one of the dads on the show sent a, a text message, and it was actually from Docs's dad. Mr. Docs? Mr. Docs. Um, and if Docs was here, he would correct you on that. Because his parents' his last name is not Docs. It's not Docs, right. All right, so this one was from Docs's dad. Docs's dad. I don't know how an American does not know who Mark Twain is. Docs, can I text him that? Docs' dad. Emphatically, yes. So, uh, yeah, I um, didn't know who Mark Twain was. From a, I knew who he was from, you know, the standpoint of him being an author and some of the... A great American. Books he penned. I didn't know he was actually Samuel Clemens, though. Is that his real name? His real name is okay. Samuel Clemens. All right. Because, you know, Mike just mentioned that. So, uh, yeah. And, and he does look a little bit like Ben Franklin. That's all. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, not totally. All right. Fine. Um, well, we'll get to that later okay. when we all get right. in, into the tweets. So yes. um, let's start off with a tweet from Mike Katz, who said, no running picks for Pace the Nation, but here's a salad for you. Hashtag kale. And then he has a very beautiful picture of his dinner or lunch. Nice. He and he and Mike Parks, Cats and Parks are uh, big salad fans. So thank you for that, Cats. Um, we also had a lot of feedback about Heather Jeff being on the program. So um, Wazelle especially put a lot of stuff out on their Wazelle um, Instagram and then their Wazelle team, and they said Heather Jeff is one amazing woman. So cool to hear her on Pace the Nation podcast. Awesome. Yeah, she is amazing, and her. Uh, documentary will be filming this weekend or just filmed this weekend here at the Arlington Cinema Draft House. So I'm sure that went great. And I'm sorry, I'm actually being out of town or I would have seen it. 
Um, Andrea R. also tweeted in to say that she loved my story about the Wazelle Cheer Station in L.A. And she even included hashtag fly style. Nice. Which is Wazelle hashtag. That was a good story. Um, Satya Morthy tweeted in about the casting company that's seeking runners to appear in a film about the Boston bombings. Um, I thought we had already talked about going up there for that. I, I thought it was a different. It was definitely a different time, but I thought it was a different movie. Maybe it was the same movie. Maybe this is the second uh, time they need runners. But, you know, I, I he sent that, and it was unfortunately like the next day or something mm-hmm. they needed people. So I literally would have I, I would have loved to have sent you up there to be the movie star. That's really how we could have gotten the podcast. Huge. Exactly. I mean, we'll get there anyway, but it could have accelerated it. Um, we also had some talk about the rock and roll uh, half and full happening this weekend. Um, so Carmi treated, tweeted in to say, uh, Pace Nation, sad I'm missing rock and roll next week due to injury. Thanks for keeping me sane while I have to take another mi- month off from running. No problem. That sucks you have to take a month off, though. Yeah, that's awful. Um, There's nothing worse than being injured, especially when you were signed up for, for a race, race and then you can't run it. Yeah, well, fast recovery to you. Uh, Miranda also asked any suggestions on what to wear for rock and roll DC marathon this weekend. Uh, you're running it. What do you suggest? Um, well, the weather report had changed a few weeks ago. It was supposed to be really windy and maybe rainy. Mm -hmm. And now it doesn't look like it's going to rain during the race, but it will be on the cooler side. But I mean, for me, it'll be a little bit warm. I would probably like, I'm going to wear a singlet and shorts and I would suggest that people dress in a similar dress for like 60 degree weather yeah it looks like low of 52 high of 64 so maybe a little warm but yeah definitely singlet shorts short sleeve short uh and shorts and it will it'll probably be it'll feel a little cooler when you first get to the starting line but it's going to warm up really quickly for sure michael p miller tweeted in about a possible pace nation shirt and he said any shirt needs to pay attention to details down to an edison bulb and no egg ag- avatar on the sleeves he is a prolific tweeter and photoshopper <laughs> well done I, I definitely got a chuckle out of that pretty yeah. pretty funny that's cute um we also had uh kevin king as usual tweet in a few things um and he did say photo finish for the top favorite guests between um heather jeff and kieran on pace nation both awesome agreed definitely agreed i thought he'd go with heather since he's friends with the jeff family but uh you know kieran was pretty good too yeah and i think that that would be a little unfair to kieran to just kind of knock him out yeah just true. because of nepotism so. yeah, that's a good point my dad also tweeted in to say charts research of facts what is going on no facts please yeah thank you for bringing us back to where we need to be peter good point oh steve Lyko also tweeted in to say was quite entertained as usual listening to pace nation this week and thank you for the shout outs and appreciation Anytime, Steve. Steve, seriously, thanks for all you do. Now, if you can track down some pictures of Mike uh, before pictures, I think he, it sounds like Mike doesn't have many before pictures. I want to see the 350 pound Mike. So track one of those down and then you'll really be in my good graces. Um, So Kathy Dalby tweeted in to say as 25% Norwegian, I would like to apply for the number two Norwegian fan slot for Pace the Nation. I was really impressed that Kathy listens to the show. I actually asked her about that today, and she was adamant that she wanted to make sure that we saw her her tweet. 
I said, yeah, we saw your tweet, appreciated the tweet, definitely appreciate you listening. Well, I get I get all the notifications for Pace the Nation tweets on my phone, yep. um, but I didn't see who had actually tweeted that. I just saw the tweet, <laughs> right. and I was like, who's 25% Norwegian? Yeah, it's, that's Kathy. Yeah, so I learned something as go. well. Um, I also really like this next tweet from Brian Knight, um, and he said, listening to the latest episode of Pace Nation decided to make some helpful study guides. This was hilarious. Um, and then he had a Ben Franklin quote with a Mark Twain picture, and then a Mark Twain quote with a Ben Franklin picture, and I laughed out loud when I saw these. Rolling on the floor, LOLing at my house. Yes, very funny, Brian. Hilarious, actually. Uh, um, well done. And then I also think that Doc's brought up having um, having at our next happy hour some flashcards of famous people and seeing yeah. if if our if our fans could identify them. I think it's a great great idea. Can't wait for that. Joanna Kathy tweeted in. We're getting back to Kathy here. Um, we bleed PMS two ninety two is the Pacers blue, and that's from our buddies at Orange Hat Design. So I guess PMS two ninety two is the uh, PMS color of our corporate Pacers logo. So that sounds suspiciously like pe- something that people in Michigan say. Why? Why? Why would that be? Because they say we bleed Michigan blue. Oh God, <laughs> she's in Michigan State. Though, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if, if it was green, then maybe I would I would follow that. But no, I don't think so. Um, Carter also going back to the Mark Twain discussion, <laughs> um, which I think will continue way yeah, past episode fifty two. Um, Carter tweeted in with a picture. Well, he, so his his tweet says, "Why is Mark Twain trying to sell me KFC? Shouldn't he be discovering electricity?" And then a picture of uh, Colonel Sanders, or one of the latest Colonel Sanders. Uh, this one I also rolled on the floor laughing out loud. Uh, pretty funny. Very funny. Well done, Carter. I just got to give you props for that. Very funny. Uh, shouldn't he be discovering electricity? This show is ridiculously <laughs> inside and stupid. But Andy, who seems to be a fan of the Clarendon Construction, tweeted in to say, I'm expecting the Clarendon store to be nothing short of amazing with the weekly updates, but will it have a shower? Oh, Andy, good question. Uh, since Joanna has moved on to Bigger and Better or at Navy Yard, there isn't the pressure to put the shower in there. So the answer is no, unfortunately. So does that mean that Navy Yard is getting a shower? No, 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 no. Who's no, getting no. the shower? No, nobody, nobody. No showers. There's gyms right close by to both stores. Um, Nicholas Blake also tweeted in to defend himself because um, we've been going after him for not attending happy hours. Uh, and he said, Pace Nation, I do have an excuse for the February happy hour. I took Marky Frank to see Carrie Underwood. She's a runner now. Maybe she'll come next time. Carrie Underwood. Funny random fact about her. One of our previous guests just met Carrie Underwood backstage. Do you know what guest that is? Um, oh, I do. Yes. Because I told you, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not have guessed uh, Steve. Steve Chenevieve from Fox 5. I guess he went to the same concert uh, and was able to go backstage and meet uh, Carrie Underwood. Pretty and cool. he, he should have obviously been my first guest, but yes. I, I didn't. You think... thought Matthew Sensuitz. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, but no, it was uh, Steve Chenevieve. And Docs also had a question about that tweet, and he was wondering if Nicholas Blake was referring to when he says she's a runner now, maybe she'll come next time, if he was talking about Marky Frank or Carrie Underwood, which is a valid question. Totally. Hopefully Carrie Underwood. Or and and Marky. I mean yeah, both, both of them are, are very welcome. No doubt. 
Um, and they'll be, if it is Carrie Underwood, she'll be in good company with uh, Ovechkin coming to the right. happy hours as well. Yeah, and, you know, if she comes, uh, hopefully, if she comes on a, yeah, a night that the Caps aren't playing, you know, you can't expect Ovechkin to be at every game, but the Caps aren't playing, he certainly will be there. Okay, so our last tweet is from Michael P. Miller, who tweeted a picture of some shoes and some super feet, and he said, celebrating catching up on Pace Nation by using my Tweet of the Week gift card to defray the cost of new gear. Awesome. That is really cool. Enjoyed uh, seeing that picture. Thank you for your business, Michael. Seriously. Awesome, awesome, awesome. A lot of tweets didn't make it. Really appreciate. We have a, we had a lot of chatter uh, on the, the, the at Pace Nation Twitter uh, this week, so it's I, almost like the tweets need like their own their own show. own show. Yeah, so I really appreciate. Keep them coming. Uh, I know the hosts and uh, a, lo- a lot of folks who follow the show closely really enjoy those. So thank you for tweeting in. Uh, also, Michael, thank you for shopping in the stores. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by the stores. Uh, Pacers running, Pacers running with five area DC locations. Pacers running is for every run. We also, of course, have our location in Princeton, New Jersey. I'll be heading up to Princeton uh, this week to put on a race. While you'll be running that half marathon, I'll be up directing a, a race with some of the Princeton folks uh, on Saturday. So uh, We can compare race notes yeah, we next abso- week. Absolutely can. It's going to be good weather for a 5K. It's going to be really good weather for a 5K. Hopefully good weather for a half marathon as well. All right, this week in the news, I'm going to start locally here, Joanna. Okay. Uh, Dixon Hemfield, local runner, 91 years old. He won the 90-plus 400-meter Masters National Championship race in 3 minutes and 26 seconds this past weekend. A really cool Instagram uh, video of him from the USATF Instagram site. Uh, really awesome. He's a he's a local guy who I think at one point owned a, a running store in in Alexandria. Uh, he's uh, an avid customer of the Fairfax Pacers running store, and he puts on a road race every year in Fairfax uh, at Fairfax Corner, a Halloween road race. So that's incredible that he's ninety years old and still running. I know that's awesome. So that was that was really cool and a cool video again on the USATF Instagram uh, site. That's basically my plan in life is to just keep running yeah. until like everybody else can't run right. anymore, and then default I become an amazing exactly. runner. Exactly, it's just a war of of attrition there. I just got to outlast everybody yeah, else. That's good. Uh, so also this week in the news, uh, kind of a disturbing story uh, from the London. Olympics, the women's 1500, super tainted. Uh, the amount of drug cheats that came from this race is just staggering. Uh, it's come out that a couple more of the athletes who were in the top uh, six actually uh, were were banned, uh, were using banned substances. So get this. So the first place woman from Turkey, mm-hmm. she served a two uh, a two year ban uh, for, from. 2004 to 2006 was stripped of her gold because she tested positive in London. They found out later second place finisher also from Turkey. Uh, she was found, uh, 
that she had drugs in her system for the uh, 2012 London Olympics. So the first two runners were stripped of their medals. Uh, the third place finisher, who uh, was from the co- uh, country of B- Bahrain, uh, she actually was clean and I think was eventually given the gold medal uh, because she was the first out of the, the, the only one out of the top three who uh, wasn't uh, caught with drugs. So then do they award silver and bronze I, you know, to and the I, next people I, on the list? I think they would. And I, I don't know how that's, um, how that's going to work out because the Russian woman who was fourth was also uh, found with drugs in her system. The the woman who was fifth from Ethiopia was found with drugs in her system, and which Shannon, means that Shannon Roberry, who was sixth in that race, who's never failed a drug test, should move up to the the uh, silver medal. So I I don't I don't know. And then the seventh place woman also had was a drug cheat, and so I think there was pretty much three finishers that out of the top nine that were clean. And Shannon Roberry, American Shannon Roberry, was one of them. Who, it's such a uh, shame for the sport when is. things like this happen. Because even if, even if they do give Shannon Roberry a silver medal now, it's not the same as being in the Olympic oh, Stadium totally and robbed. getting second place in the race and yep. all of the fanfare that comes with it. No question. But uh, I don't know what the result of it yet, but they uh, definitely, she deserves that, that uh, silver medal. All right, this week in Clarendon Construction, not too much to update. We were on track, uh, like I said, a couple last few times uh, for an early three-day, three days before the uh, April 1st deadline to open, so that's very exciting. But we did have a door that had to be redone. What was wrong with it? Well, it wasn't compliance to ADA, so uh, the, the building is actually going to fix it, so that was good. Um, and also, uh, the toilet kept running, Mm, the old toilet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they're going to replace the toilet as well. Well, that's, it needs an upgrade. Yeah, it definitely, we needed a new toilet in there. So no shower, just a new toilet, but uh, everything is, is moving along. We are selling, uh, you know, out of the, the small space next door but uh it's 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 great effective selling out of there and there's a lot of people that are still coming into that tiny little space so that's that's good and you know what uh i'll make this announcement in this in this clarendon construction that brandon boucher and i'm kidding about boucher i knew it's boucher Mm -hmm. yeah brandon boucher is our new manager in clarendon that's very exciting very exciting so he's uh he's doing a great job in the small space so if you want to see brandon if you want to ask him about construction or maybe buy a pair of shoes, go see him in Clarendon. All right, Joanna. Good show. A weird show. Weird? Yeah, it's weird without docs. Yeah, it was. I was surprised that it was weird without. I was looking forward to this show without him. Yeah, you thought it would be refreshing, but you were wrong. <laughs> well, I was wrong. And this is this is what his agent told him to do. He said it would strengthen his contract talk, and I think he was right. That's exactly what he's doing. Good call. I'm glad you mentioned that. All right, well, good show. Thanks, Stocks, for joining us from Florida. You've got something for us next week, a surprise, right? 
Well, we'll have to wait for next week. All right. Next week, a surprise. That's a tease for next week. Excited about that. Thanks to Mike Parks for joining us on the program today in studio. Great story. Inspiring story from him. Good luck to him as he runs the Virginia Beach Marathon. Thanks to Docs for the quick interview over the phone. Thanks to Joanna for, uh, you know, for keeping, never going on vacation. Yeah, keeping the show going every week. Thanks to the listeners for listening and tweeting and interacting. Uh, we really appreciate all the feedback. All right. For William E. Docs, Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.